Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everybody. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and today I get to speak with Allie Worthington, and we are going to be talking about the topic of rest. Our verse this month is, Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Psalm 116.7. It is just such a good good verse about God's goodness to us and about being rested and finding rest in our soul. So welcome, Allie. So glad to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm thrilled to join you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So in this episode, typically we just talk to you about who you are and what you're doing. Um, And specifically, the reason that we thought of you for this episode is because you wrote a book called Breaking Busy. I did. I did. And it's funny that I was the person that wrote the book because I'm a wife. I'm a mom of five sons, which people hear right? that and go, what in the world? Did you say, you said five sons? Five sons. Holy moly. I have five kids and the boys are so much harder than the girls. Well, you know, it's funny because then I'll talk to mothers with girls and they'll go, boys are so much easier. So it, it just, I guess it depends <laughs> on which ones you have. Yeah, but maybe so. I'm in a pretty easy phase right now. The youngest just turned 13 and the oldest is 22. Okay. So okay. like I've done my years with little kids where, you know, who knows when you're going to get a shower and you're just hoping to make it through the day. Like I, I've done, I've done my time. I'm in the good years now. Everyone says, worry about teenage years. Uh, No, teenage years are fine compared to little kids. Maybe that's because you don't have girls. Oh, you know what? See, maybe that's where the payoff is. I mean, I'm I'm already praying for for granddaughters. We'll put it Uh that way. Uh Um, Yeah, so I... I'm also a speaker and, of course, an author and a podcaster and entrepreneur. I like to do a lot of different things. And for me, there was a time in my life where I wasn't a good busy because here's the way I think of it. I think that we have a good busy and a bad busy. A good busy is like doing all the stuff that God wants you to do, doing the stuff that you in that season of life are good doing. A bad busy is when we're saying yes to things that we don't have any time or space or we don't want to do. We say yes to everything because we, we feel bad for saying no. And we get burnout and we get frazzled. And so what led me to write Breaking Busy was just a period of my life where I went from a good busy to a bad busy. Because here's the thing. Nobody is living life now going busyness. I'm not busy at all. I just sit around eating grapes all day that someone else peels for me. You know, <laughs> like, like that's just not life. Yeah. But I feel like it's okay to do a lot of things and have a full life. But where the busyness can break us is when we're doing things not in line with what God has for us, mm. but really when we're just trying to, you know, live the life that we think we quote unquote should have to make other people happy with us or accept us. That's where things get dangerous. Mm. I am so excited about talking about these things because even if, as you're saying, like saying yes to things that you know you shouldn't say yes to, but you feel, you know, guilty or something. And so you do it anyway. Like that's that to me, it's like you just got me right in the heart. <laughs> well, and it it's an issue, especially for women, 
because, and we'll talk about this more on the, the different shows that we're doing, but, you know, women kind of grow up and whether we're told outright or culturally, we're told not to let anyone down or not to disappoint people. Mm. But sometimes that's really just a natural part of us living out our calling. We can't make everyone happy. We're not tacos. Mm. We're not tacos. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. So so we'll get more into that rest and busyness conversation later on. But I'm super excited because I do feel like you're an expert on that. And, and I love getting to speak to somebody who's literally written a book about the thing that we're talking about and focusing on. So I know you've got stores of wisdom and spiritual insight in that department because you spent the time and the work doing that. Um, But we'd also just love to hear about what you've got going on recently, the things that you're excited about coming up. Do you have any books that you're working on or anything coming out? Oh, that's a fun question. Okay, personally, I'm excited about going to amusement parks again this summer. We've a big Disney trip in July, big Busch Gardens trip coming up in September because I spent a year not going to Disney and not riding roller coasters. So personally, that's what we're super excited about. Um, I did just launch a book this past year, this fall, called Standing Strong. It's called A Woman's Guide to Overcoming Adversity and Living with Confidence. And it's all about kind of saying yes to God and what God has for our life and how to partner with Him and how to not let self-doubt take us out. Because sometimes we like to call self-doubt humility when God's like, hey, I have stuff for you to do. Let's partner up and do this thing. Let's let's keep ta- taking steps forward. So pretty obsessed with that these days, talking about that quite a bit. Mm. And so how is that? I, I mean, I know you're talking about it and you're writing, you've written about it. How does that play out in your own life? Like what made you want to write that book? I did not want to write this book at all. So <laughs> every book I write is really a story of what God has done in my life the past two or three years. Mm. Mm-hmm. And for this one, I had I had the, a great opportunity to build a large global ministry. I was the founding COO of Propel Women and loved doing that, got to work from home, really a dream job. Only yeah. job I've ever had because I've always been an entrepreneur. And God pushed me to leave, and I didn't want to leave. My, my husband had had an illness for a few years. I was the breadwinner for a family of seven Mm. And for me to all of a sudden go, I think God told me to quit. I'm not sure what's next, but I don't know. Mm. And I didn't obey God because I just wasn't sure that I could do it. I wasn't, honestly, I, I, I fell prey to the message that the enemy sends us all when God's trying to get us to make a move. The enemy will always kind of shoot the same messages at us that it is, you thought you heard from God, but really you just heard from yourself. Mm-hmm. The enemy will say, God's come through for you every other time, but not this time. Mm. And the enemy will say, who do you think you are to do that? And mm. so all of those things I kept hearing through my um, through my mind and had to really deal with that and learn how to partner with God, to not let self-doubt take me out from what God has for me next. Yeah. Um, learn to obey even when it's scary and then move forward. And I did, definitely did want to write a book about it, but... With, I've, I've had four books, and with every book, I always pray, hey, what's the next book? And with this one, Standing Strong, he brought to mind a prayer that my mom used to pray over me every night when I was little. She would pray, 
that I would be a great woman of God, strong in my faith and fearless as I face the future. And he brought that to mind. And I thought, that's not a book. That's dumb. And put it away. (laughs) And then went back a couple of months later and said, Lord, like we hadn't had this conversation before. Lord, what would you like the next book to be? And he said, I've already told you. Mm -hmm. And so I spent about six months wrestling with what's your message for women? What do you have for women in this next season? I couldn't have known the pandemic was coming, but all I knew at the time, two years ago when I started writing it, was God has something important for women to do and things were going to get difficult and we had to make sure that we could obey him and not let self-doubt keep us from following with what he wanted us to do in life. Mm. It sounds like a lesson that you learned for yourself and then it you know, came out in that writing. And I mean, it's, it's always amazing to me how God uses the things, the very things that we struggle through that, you know, are difficult for us or that we're like, "Ah." and those are the things that he's like, no, but this is what I have for you. You're, You're not above this and you're not beneath this. This is it right here, right here in the middle. (laughs) 100%. And whatever it is that we go through, we know that God will a get us through it. B, strengthen us, uh, give us everything we need to get through it. It's going to hurt, and Mm. it's going to hurt in the short run. It's not going to be fun, but we're going to be able to use whatever we go through to help other people Mm. and to see him in our story and help other people when they are going through it know that God is the God that shows up. Mm. No matter what the enemy wants to say, no matter what we tell ourselves, no matter what happens we know we have a history with God and that God is a God that always shows up. He always sees us and he's always there. Hmm. Okay, so I have one last question for you before we wrap things up. What is the one thing that you feel like you've learned in the pandemic that you wouldn't have otherwise learned? Like one thing that you're like, man, God taught me that and it, you know, this is the thing that I'm walking away with. That I have micro power over my own life, but not macro. Like, I can I can eat healthy food. I can wear my seatbelt. I can put money into my IRA. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, life's going to throw you curveballs, things that you could never see coming, things that you can't even imagine could have happened, and he's in control and he's going to see us through. Yes, it's it's our responsibility to take care of the little things, the micro things. I think he wants us to do that. But we can never lose sight that we aren't the boss of our lives. We aren't the boss and we aren't the hero. That is good. And so when you talk about your micro power that you have, were there specific things that you were like, okay, I just got to do this. This is the next thing. This is the next thing. Like, how did that play out? Like, you were able to see this bigger picture, but like, how did you feel like God was pushing you to do the micro things? Well, it wasn't even so much do the micro things. I can go back to March end of March 2020, beginning of April 2020. Mm -hmm. And the majority of my work is coaching people in business, business owners. And I had clients who ran surgery centers who couldn't do any surgeries because everything had been on hold. And, you know, I had all of these clients whose businesses all of a sudden dropped down to zero. And I would wake up in the middle of the night going, Am I, are we going to live under a bridge? What, what's going to happen? You know, and just make peace with the fact that we were in God's hands. And no matter what I did at that moment from home in my home, because that's all I could do Mm -hmm. um, as a business owner, I had to serve my clients well and trust that God was in control. And 
we weren't going to end up under a bridge, just to be quite honest, because you, you have those, those thoughts, you have those fears, you have those feelings. I think a lot of us did all of a sudden when we thought we had a pretty good handle on life and then everything we know about life turns upside down. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like for me, that was one of the big things, too, is just learning that God is in control and that I have to trust him. Like, there's no other option than to just say, "Okay, God, I've known that you're in control, but but now I really know it. (laughs) And it's easy to let, you know, fear and anxiety overwhelm us. Mm -hmm. What I did those first few weeks of pandemic when I was trying to manage it because I had a family to take care of and clients to take care of. Mm-hmm. I would actually schedule on my schedule quality freakout time. It literally said quality freakout time. It would be like Tuesday from 1 to 2. I would freak out. I'd read all the headlines. Then I'd go pray. And then mm. say Wednesday morning, I would wake up and I'd want to freak out. And I'd be like, nope, I've got quality freakout time scheduled 15 minutes this afternoon. And I, <laughs> I learned to compartmentalize it because, you know, sometimes if we don't give our emotions a space to be felt, they'll bubble mm. over. So mm-hmm. I'd have my quality freak out time, then I'd pray about it, and then I'd go, okay, I'll freak out again tomorrow. And that's that's kind of the way it was the first two weeks of lockdown for me. Oh my and- gosh, Allie, I just love you. I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm stealing that idea. I'm now putting that in place just so that I have a space for that because I've never done that anything like that before. And I just literally love it. on your calendar, it can say QFT, quality freak out time. <laughs> now, do you still have quality freak out time, or no, you don't need it anymore? I haven't needed it since the beginning of the pandemic, but I don't know. Give me a few weeks. Who knows what's coming down the pipe? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, we're going to have to wrap up this conversation, but I think that is one, you know, tidbit, life tidbit that is going to go with me forever. I'm not going to forget about quality freakout time. That is amazing. And for those of you listening, we'll have all the links to the to what Allie is doing, her website, her books, those kinds of things, um, so that you can check those things out. And uh, come on back next week. We'll be talking to Allie some more, and we're really going to focus in on that verse, return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Psalm 116.7. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.